0: Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom dad's listening to Tomcats, Talking everything to make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom. And always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weedin' now. We'll talk until we can't no more. And then we and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody and welcome in to the penny bloom podcast today we continue our comic book movie journey through film with avengers age of ultron this movie released on May 2015 written by joss whedon and directed by joss whedon just a full whedon picture here uh guys up. i'm colton robertson i'm joined by joseph george what's up homie
1: oh what up what up always a pleasure to be here
0: Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And a first-timer on the podcast joining us for this movie. I got Peyton Size. What's up, bud? Not a whole lot. How you doing? Oh, I'm very good, and I'm glad to have you. Since you are our guest, it is your honor to present us overall. What, how are you feeling about Avengers Age of Ultron? How long had it been since you watched the movie? And Man, you know, I
2: think I watched Age of Ultron last year, and then since then it was before, right when it came out. Um, but watching it again today, uh, kind of went back through it and li- watched a little bit smaller of the details. And out of all the Avengers movies, I would say it, it was it wasn't the best out of all of them, in my opinion. That's my opinion, though. No,
0: I I, I tend to agree. I don't think it's the best, um, but I do have a soft spot for it. You know, I did. I, I remember I saw this in 2015. Uh, in theaters, and it was, uh, it was, you know, one of those just kind of, you know, at that point, I might be 15, but, you know, I haven't seen a lot of blockbuster movies come that point with giant visual effects and big, like, world-implicating action, yeah,
1: and so that stuff is,
0: come, yeah. is really cool to see on, on screen. Yeah, right. uh, Joe, I know you've got a particular soft spot for this movie. How are you Ooh. feeling?
1: Ah, well... I mean the birth of two of my favorite characters in the MCU in total come from this movie. So it's already got that going for yeah. it. And and I have I have liked it um more than I think the average person. Uh, I always remember liking this one more than people normally and saying like I it got a lot of hate that I don't understand why it did um at the time and and people would always say that like Ultron is not really that good of a villain that like when he stacks up to the rest of the villains in the MCU he doesn't really hold up uh to the to the rest but and I don't, I don't really see that i don't know i i think like i mean thanos is pretty unbeatable i mean they they built that man up for for years and years and years but as far as like a single movie villain goes which is all ultron is I, I put him, like, pretty near the top, in my opinion, mm. but, um, no, this, I, and, and I found, like, a, a newfound respect on, on this watch, like, I, I don't think it is, like, really that bad at all. I think, like, there are some scenes that are actually really strong at, like, when it comes, like, for a Marvel movie, like, it actually got me, like, um, not super emotional, but more emotional than the average Marvel movie would, mm. um, no, so, I.
0: I tend to agree, you know, when uh, Peyton was talking about, you know, versus the other Avengers movies. This is mm-hmm. either two or three for me out of the four that exist. Yes, uh, I think the first one is, it's crazy to say, because the first one is, is is solid. The first one is comfortably fourth for me. I think yeah. that that is my as my least favorite Avengers movie. I like it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. I have a great time with it. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of between this and Endgame for that second and third, and then my favorite's Infinity I love Infinity War. So obviously we'll get to those later on. But uh that was how I felt coming into this, and that is how I feel coming out of it. So like uh my feelings haven't changed a whole lot uh upon watching it. You know, I think that there's uh I if anything, I actually had a little bit more of a Thor the Dark World syndrome going on, not to that level. Um Mm -hmm. I think it's better than Dark World in pretty much every way. Uh, but I've always kind of held this in my head as being just like massively underrated. Like, wow, how has this flown under the radar? What are y'all watching that I'm I'm not seeing? I kind of saw it a little bit more this time. I thought it was fine, and it's fun. It's a great time. People had to
2: pay attention more to the storyline going up to it in order to actually understand everything that was going on in the movie. I think that movie, Age of Ultron, really kind of opened up like just the rest of the, it was kind of giving hints to the rest of the the storyline, and nobody was really getting it. For instance, oh. Iron Man when he had a vision, when he had that mm-hmm. vision from uh, the witch, um, he literally saw his fate in the end, in the end of Endgame,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which is which is kind of crazy. And and you know it, that 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 movie also opened up the plot to Ragnarok. You know that's the reason why Hulk left from the Quin, Quinjet. And so Mm -hmm. I think that movie was definitely used very, very well into um, the model community as a whole, just springing up a bunch of movies after that. Um, No, 100%. But I really thought the movie was was great. There were some awesome scenes, very, very nice um, little bits of comedy in there that was really, really nice. But I think for me, the reason why I said it wasn't the best, in my opinion, was because of Ultron. Villain to me wasn't like big, you know, I I, it wasn't just huge for me, and but I understood how everything
0: was going, I guess. No, I get you, I get you. I uh, yeah, I know, I know, Joe, I know you love Ultron, so this is gonna be it's gonna be Mm -hmm. a tough sell. I'm not as impressed with James Spader as I have been in the past,
1: I'm not uh, the voice of Ultron. I, I actually sp- will agree with you here i whenever I watched this before i don't even know when the last time I watched it, but I put in my favorites on our excel sheet uh preemptively to see if I agreed with them when I came back, and my preemptive performance was uh spader um as Ultron and I, I don't think so i I don't think he earns the performance. I think I might give him character because I do love him so much um but then it leaves another guy that i have to i don't know i'm trying to really give love to to my boys um on this movie a little bit but vision uh, and ultron uh, joe is huge on vision and ultron page yeah i I will i will give you though spader i thought had more of a presence than i remembered he he does great in his monologues like his monologues are awesome and i think they're great but i did in my head like think that i remembered much more of a A presence that he had like over the entire movie like but i think when he's not on screen you're not really thinking about him and that's why he kind of falls i'll I'll grant him this also much funnier
0: than i remember a lot of jokes from ultron uh which tonally can kind of muddy the waters but i do think that like you know whenever hulk goes and whacks him out of fucking like knocks the shit out of him and he goes flying. And right before that he goes, you know, you know, with the benefit of hindsight and then Hulk knocks the shit out of him, you know, like that's a little goofy, you know, it's a little funny. Mm -hmm. And it, it is awkward in the middle of the climax of the movie to go ahead and drop that there. But it, I do appreciate the kind of contrast they create between not only Ultron and vision, but Ultron and Tony, you know, like how Mm -hmm. Ultron, Want so badly to not be influenced by Tony Stark, his creator, but cannot help at every turn but to take Tony's words and kind of twist them to the most extreme meaning. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it's it's really it's really cool to see. I and uh, so I I, t- I I I fall I end up kind of agreeing with you both. I, I like Ultron. I personally do. I think he is one of my favorite MCU villains. But to grant Peyton's point some credence as well, it was not. It was not everything I wanted it to be, and more as I as I recalled. You know, I think you've been rubbing off mm-hmm. on me to an extent <laughs> in your in your love for Ultron. So I've been I've, i was yeah. expecting a lot. Uh, no, I. Uh, but that that who did you end up going with for your performance? If you didn't go Spader,
1: man. Well, I think that's the one that's kind of up in the air. Um, because right, I right, think right, char- right, character. Right, yeah. I know, I know who I'm going with, kind of, kind of for sure. And I don't want to give him the performance as well. I don't really want to double. I don't think he really earned it. Um, no. But I think um, the person I noticed the most, I guess that man, it's tough on this one. Maybe Scarlett Johansson is one thought that I'm having. Um, whenever she she's talking with Bruce, but like, I don't know that that stuff is kind of a little. Lazy, lazily written, I guess. But what Scarlett Johansson did with it was she was really, really good. Really, good. Yeah. um But I don't know. No, no single performance really stood out like crazy. Um, no,
0: it doesn't actually at all. And I'm a credit Joss Whedon with this. There's a there's a sameness. There's a levelness mm-hmm. to every single person in this movie, which makes which does make James Spader as Ultron stand out. Um, but even he gets infected by that sameness. Like I said, with that, with, with those, with the little bit of comedy bits, Mm -hmm. you know, like they're fine and I think they're funny and I enjoy a lot of it. Uh, but that is a really good sign of your director kind of infiltrating every aspect of every performance because they all feel the same. Like, uh, in terms of performance, there, there are obviously distinct characterizations, but, Within those characterizations, it's really level. Peyton, who'd you end up going with for your performance here?
2: Hey, Scarlett Johansson, hands down. Mm-hmm. Um, she, to me, she just had the most emotion on screen compared to any other Avenger, mm-hmm. um, other than you know some of the some of the uh, emotions during uh, the visions that they were given. Mm-hmm. Um, but just kind of, I don't, I don't necessarily. Like you were saying, they were all just kind of level-planed. You know, going back through that whole movie, I was, you know, that that last question I had was favorite performance, and just I couldn't even pick one until the end of the movie because it was just, just everything was just kind of the same level. And I felt like if I picked somebody, you know, it it, it would be hard to fight for them to be, you know, yeah, they're for sure the Mm -hmm. best person in this movie because it was just kind of all the same but if I had to absolutely pick one, it'd be Scarlett
0: Johansson. I appreciate that choice. That's a, she's always a good one too. I think that she's been in the Avengers, Iron Man two, Captain America, the Warner soldier. uh, And now this, I think as far as MCU appearances, and I'm pretty sure she's gotten a nod from somebody in every single movie she's been in. So like, uh, yeah. She, she's definitely one of the best performers in the MCU and definitely one of the best performers in this movie. I ended up going with the person who is her scene partner. Most of the time I ended up going Mark Ruffalo uh, as Bruce Banner. Um I just thought that I, I mentioned a little bit ago that the characterizations are very distinct, but you know, like we said, the performances within them are pretty level. I think that what Ruffalo manages to do with Bruce kind of does separate him from the pack to an extent. Mm -hmm. And it's not that he does get to do a serious deep dive of emotion or anything. He gets a little bit, you know, he gets, he gets a little bit, but he gets to do this, uh, the, whenever he's got the, one of my favorite product placements in all of the MCU, I always remember, uh, whenever he's, he's got the beats headphones on and the, in the Quinjet, and he's he's sitting there, and he you know like a it's it's real em- real emphasis on the B on the headphones. Uh-huh. Uh, but th- what what he's doing during that moment is actually is actually very very well done. You know, it's post this first opening battle, which is epic, by the way. Absolutely love that opening battle. I think it's so cool. Um, but you know he's like in a cold sweat, and he's not feeling good, and he, he like it's fascinating to see what the Hulk does to him. And I think with uh, a different actor, you know, maybe, maybe we don't see it to that extent. It's uh, so I, I went Ruffalo. I like Mark Ruffalo a lot. And I think that uh oh, for, for a movie that does so meh with Hulk and with Black Widow, for them to still rise above the pack, basically performance wise, I think speaks to mm. their, their talent as actors, so I I, I did appreciate yeah. that. I thought that it was so shoehorned in here, man.
1: So oh, their like relationship, yeah. yeah. It was, eesh, I don't know. It was just rough. Like I guess there's stuff that's happened off screen that we haven't seen. I you know, but that's not like enough to. Oh, no. and I don't know. There are elements like. <laughs>
0: It was like they're trying
2: to show romance, but they're like, I wasn't seeing it. Does that make mm, sense? No, no.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and, and you know, scared. this is something that I will say is negative about Ruffalo and Johansson is that their chemistry is fucking negative. There is, there's yeah. like, it this is non-existent. No. They, they, they were it. not vibing. Uh Like even in those like tiny little moments between Johansson and Chris Evans, you, you are, you're feeling the pal, the, the palpative tension between them. You know, they mentioned the flirting. Like, Chris Evans had more chemistry with Mark Ruffalo. The, the Robert Downey Jr. had more chemistry with Robert, uh, with uh,
1: Mark I think Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo and Scarlett Johansson had the least chemistry out of any pair in the entire movie. And they're mm-hmm. the only couple in the entire movie. Fascinating. Right? No,
2: that, yes, it, well, not necessarily. Couple? If I, I almost, over Scarlett Johansson, I, I almost picked Jeremy Brenton. Because you actually got to see his life a little bit. And that's why I
1: was considering him. And him and his
2: wife, their their connection actually seemed legit and Mm -hmm. way, way, way better than any other relationship
1: in the whole movie. There was another couple, and they actually – and it was actually done very well. Like, yeah, Uh, like this made Hawkeye actually kind of cool. You know, like I I don't really ever give a shit. About Hawkeye, I don't know. Like, I'm sorry. Oh, you you like Hawkeye is your favorite? I'm really yeah, sorry.
0: Just for this um, movie, favorite
2: character for just this, okay. just this like movie that. was just Hawkeye oh. because it actually showed his life in mm-hmm. in any movie prior. he never even knew what the dude was doing off screen. You never like that.
0: that is spot fucking on. It is also why I went with Jeremy Renner as Clint Barton for my Me. character as well. Um, which mm-hmm. to those who have been longtime listeners of this podcast will be that's. Yeah. Well, by my decision to go with, to go with Hawkeye as my favorite character. I, uh, I've been a notorious, eye hater and I mostly because I've, I haven't been a big fan of Jeremy Renner and it's bled through into my, uh, my perception of Clint Barton, but, um, I've become a much bigger fan of Hawkeye and comics. I love Hawkeye and comics. And this is the closest they ever get to faithfully adapting that character. Uh, the Whedonisms, the like the jokiness and the you know, whenever he's sitting on the couch and he's like, He so whoever be worthy shall wield the power of thought. Like that is that is what yeah. Clint Barton is actually like And he's never like that in any yeah. other movie. Wow. Uh, right. so that's one of those things that I really, really appreciated about this movie is that Hawkeye felt faithfully adapted for the first time and probably the only time. You know, he I think Hawkeye show.
2: He, he he seemed to stand out. And I mean, he, he was uh, just, just a little out. bit more than anybody in the in the mm-hmm. whole film. You know, they had that uh, right whenever they introduced the witch. She came in and she put everybody in a lucid dream, besides Hawkeye, because he has yeah, had, had is it before. He knew it. It was coming.
1: Okay.
2: And so that that's that he, that's just why he just runs over all the other characters, mm-hmm. in my opinion,
1: over yeah, the I, We're at his safe house. You know, it's his house. Mm-hmm. It's his, his house. Home. His family. They never um, even knew he
2: had two oh, kids, dude, one and, on the way.
1: There's a couple things with the illusions,
0: you know, that, like, there is a lot of heavy implication. A lot of, you know, this is something that I think the Star Wars original trilogy, and even to an extent the Star Wars prequel trilogy, do really well. The implications of what occurs in the gaps between movies, Uh like the allusions to relationships grown and expanded upon like something really compelling that happens between a new hope and empire strikes back is the the bond between our main three grows immensely luke han and Le- they are they've been fighting together they have been rolling together and it has resulted in an even tighter bond now something that that movie does is still show you the romance unfold on screen you know, mm-hmm. uh, and it's still, right lets, in it. yeah. it's not like they're there now. That's just what happened between movies. Now the romance is happening. So that, but the other thing that actually kind of worked with the implication is that Hawkeye has become a de facto level-headed leader of the group. The actually, quite, yeah, I yeah. quite liked that. I, I loved mm-hmm. whenever he's sitting in the bedroom and Linda Cardellini, who I fucking love. Shout out to Kyler. I know yeah, you Kyler love, I know love you her. love Linda yeah. Cardellini. <laughs> Uh, who does, you know, whenever she's like rubbing his back and she's like, uh, I'm worried about you. And he's like, well, you, you." she says, I look at all those guys and he's like, what you think they don't need me. And she's like, no, I think they do. And that worries me a lot more. And mm. like, that's such a powerful moment for, for Clint. Like, I think that he genuinely doesn't get another character like that, that actually hits that way. Until arguably he's fighting with Black Widow to see who gets to kill themselves, mm. basically right. in Endgame.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, other than that, the guy's uh,
2: silent. The whole, the whole yeah.
0: He does his job. Moment. He doesn't miss. Yeah. you know, yeah.
1: he, he's there. But he, my he's big, definitely... that was
0: my number one yeah. complaint about the Avengers and his appearance in Thor is mm-hmm. that he's just there's nothing. There's no characterization there. Mid, <laughs>
1: <to> the
2: <exact laughs> what he's, he's literally like mid. That.
1: I I was going to go Scarlett Johansson for my performance, but uh, now that we do have another nod for her, I think I am comfortable with giving Paul Bettany um, a nod here because I do think it is actually somewhat impressive to actually play a baby adult that is a robot but not a robot. You know, and then, like, whenever he is born, whenever he comes, you know, he's awake, and and like he comes down and looks at Thor, you know, he's like, "Oh damn, you look so fucking cool!" Like, and then he copies his cape and his arm, little gauntlets and and like little things on like on him. It's like like he's like a kid at heart. Like he's just like he literally like I mean he says it at the end of the movie, you know, like I was I born was yesterday. Born. Yeah. Uh, like he, you know, true. But um, I mean. It's I, I love my boy Vision and it is who I gave my character nod to as well. Um, no, so it's either going to be him, it yeah. It's either going to be him or Ultron. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'd rather go Vision than Ultron all day, every day. Uh, Ultron, cool, man. Yeah, uh, and Ultron. I mean
0: there are very few scenes. Like my favorite scene in the movie is him waking up. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that his waking up, flying to the window, and then the conversation he has with the Avengers thereafter is my favorite mm-hmm. scene of the movie, mostly because it culminates in one of my favorite, just like one of my favorite moments in the MCU where they're like, how can we possibly trust this guy? And he just wields me Like it's fucking nothing like that's, that's so oh. cool. It's such a clean, good way to introduce a character who you immediately know is a good guy, you know, like it's mm-hmm. a brilliant choice. So I yeah. loved, uh and part of that was Paul Bettany's kind of performance of this, like, you I know, the am. dawning, dawning like, of consciousness, really, yeah, you know, I, that's, that's cool.
1: I have a lot. I put a lot of lines in here. Um, I think the one I actually will go with is a vision line. Uh, I kind of wanted to get vision the clean sweep if I could. Um, this is kind of his movie. Um, and I, I mean, when he does wake up and he says, you know, like, I'm I'm not Ultron. I'm not Jarvis. I am. He just says, I, I am. He is I'm, he is awoken. Um, and, and I don't know. I just like the moment, um, him finally, you know, waking up, I love that they're all arguing. They're like, holy fuck, Tony, for real, you're doing this again. Like we, we just went through this. You just made one murder bot. You're about to make an even more powerful one. What the fuck? Everyone's fighting. Quicksilver unplugs all the shit, and then Thor just for, like from the top turnbuckle just comes in out of nowhere and just like boom, just like no, we're we're going like we Vision it. has to be born. I, um, I had not realized through rewatching these movies
0: how Thor is basically the decision maker. He just decides.
1: shit. Fuck? Yes, I was going to ask this. I just was going to ask like it. he. Like, these visions are are kind of nuts. Most of the visions for the characters are, Very like, personal. in their past or maybe some sometimes their future, like, what they will do. But Thor is, like, seeking out his visions. And, like, after he has his first one, he, like, literally goes to Selvig and then in a cave in the water with candles and shit and then, you know, has, like, another vision. And it's, mm-hmm. like, we're, like, you know, like... It's kind of crazy how Thor is, like, controlling it a little bit. Or, like, it's its like they're tapping into something, and it's, it's I, very I weird. I think
0: it's really interesting, because I think this is going to play... I already think I'm going to spoil this for Infinity War and Endgame. going to be pretty damn hard to not go with Thor for at least Infinity War, and I think it's the mm-hmm. challenges he faces in Endgame are the most interesting. Uh, but... The guilt he feels about failing in Infinity War and how that bleeds through in Endgame. I never realized just how far back that goes. Cause he's the first one who discovers an Infinity Stone, basically, like for, for the, gives it to the collector. Uh, then, you know, you got this. He awakens vision with the mind stone. He decides that he decides that vision is worthy of keeping the mind stone because. He's he, at the end, he's like, if he can wield Mjolnir, he's cool. And they're like, fine, I guess, you know, like nobody's gonna argue with that. They're like, sure. Uh, so it's just really interesting that through all these, through a few of these movies, I think at least half of the Infinity Stones, Thor decides where they are. Um, and what, what, mm-hmm. so whenever they end up in Thanos's hands and he wipes out half the universe, of course he feels them guilty. And I've never really put it together that way. Um,
1: Man, but yeah, this-
0: regardless yeah like and and again I, while he's also being this most important and arguably the most cool um i can't believe i haven't gone i i chris hemsworth and thor leave me cold pretty consistently um almost every movie he's fine he's solid he's like he's probably the most steady piece besides tony in terms of just like Mm. performance and act and characterization except chris hemsworth isn't robert downey jr you know so just not as good
1: that's like every like thor every movie he's cool and the stuff that he does is like oh my god like that dude's a fucking he's a god you know And, and you you get that every time but yeah there isn't really anything that it's not until Ragnarok and
0: Infinity mm-hmm. War and Endgame that the, I feel like he begins to shine as an actor and as as a character, really. Uh, but, Ragnarok uh, really
2: really slingshotted him into mm-hmm. being a very very good character performance wise.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I didn't agree in the rest that. of the movies.
0: Well, because he's been he's been consistently outshined, uh, in in yeah. his movies and in the Avengers movies, so. I think Ragnarok is the first time he rises to the occasion and becomes, like, Tom Hiddleston is usually the guy outdoing him, which, mm-hmm. hey, can't complain. It's Tom Hiddleston. I love me some Loki.
1: So, like, it is what it is. Um, Man, goddammit. I thought that I was safe on this one. I thought that I, no theorizing. Not safe. The theory is um, still... The theory's yeah. still spinning. I thought you know, I thought, you know, like this one, there's not a lot of Loki anything. There's, you know, no connections, whatever. I'm, yeah, no no theories can really come of this. I'm going down a whole nother direction now, kind of. Uh it, it kind of it kind of works. It kind of connects to my my larger theory a little bit that like each stone is a person. And I kind of hmm. wanted to ask, um, I think the interesting thing out of this movie, the interesting things that they could work on in the future would be like, is the Mind Stone the consciousness of a person? Because, like, when Ultron wakes up, he's like, I was a dream. I was whatever. And that could be, like, Tony and Bruce's pre-programming and, like, it's just what, what he was before he fully woke up. But Vision, when he wakes up, he's like, no, I am not Ultron. I am not Vision. I am something else completely you know like is it completely a new life form you know like come born right then and there or is there like some ancient yeah i don't know know. Uh, you know like um like a being like where all this knowledge comes from you know i think if
0: the mind stone comes directly from one being all of the infinity stones would come from one being I think it would be the power That's of fair. one being, the the knowledge mm-hmm. of one being, the soul of one being. Which honestly doesn't not make sense. You know, like uh there in, in Marvel comics, there are larger, you know, celestial bodies, not just mm-hmm. celestials, but like, you know, we meet eternity mm-hmm. in love and thunder. Um, and there are literal embodiments of time and space in Marvel comics. So like it's like that yeah. is a distinct possibility. I think that uh, I think that's a fun idea, you know? I, and I think that's part of why the knowledge it possesses is ancient, and that it knows so much mm-hmm. is that, like, they've existed for all of time. And if that originates from a being or just they just came to be, I don't know. It's interesting to think about, though.
1: That's and a fun have, part of the theory. Because where it, where it starts to fall apart is, like, when I started to think of, like, who could it be? And I'm like... Um, if it is someone, maybe their personality like uh, falls through a little bit into Ultron and into Vision or into, you know, whoever. But like Ultron really, really hates Tony. And that kind of confused me. Like why would you – like does he hate him just inherently? Like it's his creator, and he like does what Tony says almost every time, you know. So it's like it's weird that he has this like – extreme hatred for tony specifically um so i was wondering like all the people that tony has affected you know and like it could be in the future because like say it's thanos you know like thanos hates tony way more than every other avenger for what he did to him like snaps Mm -hmm. him out you know whatever and so he just has this, you know, and then the few, I don't know, it'd be some future loop shit there, but like it starts right. to fall apart really quickly when you start to think about yeah, like right. who, it would have to but, be some entity or something. You bring like up that. really cool but, story
0: beat uh, for that does truly affect this movie uh, with Ultron uh, hating Tony seemingly more passionately than any. I think he just mm-hmm. truly resents having been created having to oh, have been created. Okay. I think that he, I don't know. You guys have seen dodgeball. I think it's a, nobody makes me bleed my own blood sort of thing. Bleed. I think it's just a, it's just <laughs> okay. sort of like a, I think he resents the idea that he could not have existed without these people who he hates so much.
1: Yeah. Now, uh, I think yeah, I think that's I'm going to go the... murder my parents now. That, that I could not be here without them. You know, I'm kind of pissed mm-hmm. off now that Man. they have all the credit. I created for... myself! Yeah, yeah like, yeah, a, that, that but, sort of thing, you know? Um, it's, uh, so I guess that's Ultron's kind of whole thing, is taking everything to the extreme of... You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, that that's that's just it. He just takes well, everything. Well,
2: it says that he took everything to extreme and he multiplied so much just because he was ultimately afraid.
1: Mm-hmm. The whole movie. It, there was one moment. His, his motives were pretty clear the whole time. It was just yeah. peace in our time, you know, whatever. Um, but humans can't do that, so got to kill every human. But whenever he's, like, creating the new body, Vision's body, and it's being created, and they take it away from him, he says, like, like oh, my God. Like, only if I could have had this body, humans would have looked up, in, like, honor, or they would have looked up in, in hope uh, at the sky, but now they will look up in fear as to what is coming. So, mm. that line is really weird because, like, what it, say Ultron succeeds and gets Vision's body... We got that episode right. And what is? We've it. seen that. We've seen that. Like, what it, it, it wouldn't that be what happens? He just he wins. He kills everybody. He eventually kills the entire multiverse or universe.
0: According to according uh, to Marvel Studios, yes. That yeah. Is, that is.
1: So so what is he meaning by like? Oh man, I don't have this body now. It's it's not going to be um, whatever. Is it? Um, I had the like. It's a crazy theory. I mean, I don't really believe in it, but like. If, um, like, this universe, it is doomed uh, because Kang or whoever's at the top is, like, controlling everything and free will isn't a thing. So, but every mind and consciousness, like, I think this is how the Eternals link in, is, like, the forge where they're made, all of their memories are kept. So maybe every conscious memory is kept somewhere, and every time a universe is reborn, it's the same consciousnesses over and over. So right, maybe right. there's a new villain that's introduced, and at first it seems that they just want to wipe out the entire universe or everything. But their actual goal is to just wipe out the loop and all the shackles on free will and then mm. um, rebuild a new universe with all of the same consciousnesses and everything. Um, and I thought that like maybe that's what Ultron was trying to do, and this was the, the, some ancient – Time or uh, mind stone being that knows this sort of thing, you know, that would be outside of. But like, you know, while they're while they're making this movie, no way they're thinking this stuff. So no, that is interesting to think uh, about. It does seem like his motives shift by the end of the
0: movie. mm -hmm. I think that when he is in the process of creating Vision's body, I do think it means the end of humankind. Um, But what the What If episode of Marvel leads us to believe is that he won't stop until. There's nothing left. I do think that what he intends to be is is God. He wants to create. Like, he wants to create new entities. He wants to create new beings. And this cradle Mm -hmm. and vision was just kind of the start of that.
1: You know? um, Okay, I guess guess it, it might just be the stone itself. Like, he does not have the stone. And with the stone, maybe maybe in what he is saying is the death would have been very swift for humans if like he had the stone like maybe it wouldn't have been this super scary you know lifting lifting up a whole city and then slamming it back into earth maybe he could have just like it could have been a a merciful you know boom everyone's everyone's right. done sort of thing i don't know not oh, necessarily, but he took out Thanos. Uh, yeah, with he does. He wants to kind
0: of restart instantaneously. He wants to, he wants to oh. get, a, get it get it popping from the get go. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, uh, so like I think the the character poses a lot of really interesting ideas, specifically as it relates to AI in our time. You know, like mm. that's
1: mm-hmm. uh, how
0: pretty, quickly pretty, it
1: can just fall out of out of control. Like good, good intentions, yeah, like mm-hmm. very good intentions to create it, but yeah very very quickly it falls out of out of our hands and I don't know i think i think that's that's why i i like Ultron so much is because it is such a i mean very fan he's made out of vibranium he can control th- like it's cra- the stuff he does is crazy, but it is kind of the closest to a real-ish world villain that we can have, like, looking forward to, I guess, like, in the future, if that makes sense. But Yeah,
0: like, we're not going to uh, have an As... Well, we, we probably like won't have, like, an Asgardian god who comes down and tells us to kneel, and we're not going to have a not. giant purple titan um, who comes down and is like, well, I'm going to wipe out half your planet. Uh, but, I you know, an AI, AI waking up pretty, and... Yeah,
1: um, pretty realistic there, the but... Budget. Yeah, I don't know. I I just... I love... Love me some Ultron. Love me some Vision. Um and and the, um, specifically the vision that Thor has, I think, is the most important vision out of everyone that anyone has because he sees like every stone. He sees Vision wake up before Vision wakes up. Like he sees yeah. his eyes, um and and all the stones. He sees the the them in the shape of the gauntlet, um, and everything and. And uh, but yeah, I think I don't know it it'll be really interesting to see where they go in the future if they do come back on any of this stuff and 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 decide to play with it. but I think if anything it it the only part of my theory that really works with this is like if each stone is like a person or an entity or something, something larger um than something, and that's the next step that we take. but I get you I get you long ways down uh, the road that started from your favorite line, correct. I think so, uh, which is I am um, just from vision, simply. Oh, there you go. Um, so, yes, right. I went down the rabbit hole a little bit.
0: No, that's um, all right. That's all right. That's what we're here for. We're here to talk. Uh, Peyton, what was your favorite line of the film? You are muted currently. I can't hear you. I had two for.
2: Um, so, my first one was uh, Whoever he shall have the power is uh during the partner he was trying to lift the hammer, which i thought was probably that was i'm just gonna throw it in there right now that was my favorite scene in the movie too as well okay you know, seeing seeing chris evans just barely nudge that that mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. man i remember being in the theaters when that first came out and everybody just started like, oh. screaming oh. it was it was it was awesome but, yeah, I would have to say that. And then uh, I was, well, I was born yesterday uh, from Vision in the very mm-hmm. end. That was just too good not to write down, I felt like.
0: Mm. No, yeah, those are both those are both so good. And, uh, and that's such a great, both of those are great scenes, you know, like the whole party, everybody hanging out and trying to. And that's when
2: Ultron is introduced as well. Exactly. So, oh, okay. Everything really kind of hits right there. And I mm. thought it, that was just, honestly, with the way things were transitioned, everything was very, very well. That was really well put in the oh, movie by the producer. No, really yeah, the
0: editing one. was really sound. I really like how we, ch- and the mirroring scenes of Ultron and Vision waking
1: up in the same that's place. I, yeah, they, that's what I like just it. realized. I never put the two together until, like, you were just mm. talking about it. But, like, it's it is lifting the hammer and Ultron coming out at the end being mm-hmm. born and then at, the other way it's oh, vision being born being at the born beginning the hammer, and hammer, yeah. the hammer at the end oh yeah. wow yeah, yeah. Okay. that's very
0: it's a very cool setup cool. set uh oh. set up and follow through on the on those it's uh i really really and the the last scene where he does say you know like uh, well i was born yesterday that conversation between vision and ultron is uh is one that you know i think there vision just has such an obvious presence that he, this reminded me a lot of vision versus white vision and Wanda vision uh, mm-hmm. that, that you, have you considered the thought experiment of the ship of Theseus? You know, like that, that whole thing uh reminded me of that a lot. And uh just the philosophical nature of vision and the way that he is able to contemplate these things. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I, I love that there's, even in those last moments, Ultron has something of a love for vision, which is yeah. very interesting. Like and I, a think
1: respect, mm-hmm. I think more, you know, yeah. I think it's...
0: it was because Jarvis was
2: programmed into vision uh, yes. at some point, correct? Is yes, that right? Yes. Yeah. And so Tony Stark had said it at one point that Jarvis had pretty much infiltrated Ultron at the mm-hmm. same time as him not even knowing about it. And I think that's why he had that respect for vision in the end.
0: There's literally a part of him in him also. That makes sense. sense. Oh,
2: wow. I think, but I think the sense of the mind stone itself makes Jarvis, um, uh, not Jarvis, sorry, vision uh, be such a good guy and be worthy of, mm-hmm. of picking up Thor's hammer is because That's the, the those stones were sent in the universe to keep balance to, the universe. And I think that you can't have balance if the guy that has the vision stone or uh, has the mind stone is just destroying everything. You know, the mind stone is just a weird one
1: that doesn't really get talked about a lot. I no. feel you know, like the space stone, it's kind of you teleport, you can go from here to there. Power stone, you can make big booms, or you can make you know, i, I like in reality stone, you can anything can change, but like the mind stone and reality you can stone, hard
0: and shoot beans. Yeah, yeah,
1: I feel like yeah. they're they're the reality stone and mind are the one ones that are kind of vague. Where like it's not like the soul stone. Who the fuck knows what's going on with that? I I really have no clue. The mind stone. At least we have some things like you can like Odin or no, I don't know. Like, Odin's beam that comes out of his staff looks an awful lot like the mind stone beam, um, but. I guess that's... It's like, yeah, you can shoot a beam. Well, the Mind
0: Stone beam comes from Loki's scepter, so I don't think it's completely out of the question that maybe... Yeah,
1: Odin imbued all his shit with the stone's powers. Like, um, like I, that's why I think, like, his children are imbued with the stone's power. Mm-hmm. Like, Loki is the time stone. Uh, Thor is the space... St- I guess the yeah. space... Yeah, space stone, bifrost, mm-hmm. um, lightning, uh, everything. Um, and... But... Um, the mind stone it is very like what does it is that what allows him to phase through objects or is that his vibranium and you know tissue shit or i think um, it's the tissue in my
2: so opinion it's,
1: so not the mind stone doing that i, I don't know man With the fact that when
2: he does it you do see yellow makes me think that it could be the mind probably
1: stone. the mind
0: stone. <laughs>
2: but not just because i think yellow. that's
0: the source of every single like Oh. Power he has. I, I don't think like he'd it's, be able yeah. to fly on his own. No. Without the okay. Um,
1: yeah. I feel like it's like atomic, like manipulate. He can just manipulate matter. Like you know, f- like any anything he yeah. can think of, he can just because that's what he did. He looked at Thor and he's like, "Oh, dude, cape. That's badass." Yeah. Boom! Fucking yeah. yeah, right now. Um. So yeah. I think it's, are, it's just whatever he can think, whatever it like, kind of like a Green Lantern, but not. Exactly. You know, I not like weapon, like
2: vision without the mind stone. It's just a normal. It's just a fucking AI. AI. It's this a normal Jarvis. AI yeah. guy. It's just it's a normal. Well, they contemplate
0: that question. Mm-hmm. Come Infinity War, you know, you take the yeah. mind stone out of Vision. There's still a whole lot of Vision left. You know, he, I, I do think he would not yeah. be able to do some of the super heroic shit he does in terms of. You put mind. him in a wheelchair and that's
2: it, pretty much. After the mind yeah. stone was taken off his
0: forehead, <laughs> yeah, he really becomes smart. Professor X after that without, <laughs> um, <laughs> without <laughs> any of the abilities. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. But, no, but I do I do think that like, uh, you know, there's still there's still, like like they said, there's still a whole lot of vision there without without the mm-hmm. mind stone.
1: Uh, and but... Wanda's connection to the mind stone, mm-hmm. which is really, really huge. And, you know, further dabbled on in WandaVision. But you can you can gather. At, well, actually, there is no link yet until WandaVision but with her and the mind stone. Right. Maybe no, they the don't the only thing that.
2: is is whenever Vision comes and picks up Wanda and just the way he looks at her, but yeah, uh, there's that, like a little bit of a whole lot there.
0: There's, there's, you can surmise that it is the Mind Stone that gave Wanda her powers because where she was being studied, they yeah. had Loki's scepter. They didn't have any other Infinity Stone, and therein, it kind of had to correct. be that. um they don't really go in depth and
2: show how they experimented with, that's with the other
0: instructor. thing. They yes, imply so that understand. the experimentation has been happening a long time, so I think that's it's it's kind of a retcon. I talked about this with the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. episode last week, bending continuity but not breaking it. Be it. In for
2: that one, Guardians of the Galaxy. Is one yeah, this thing. is
0: like Ky- know, Kyler sorry. right there. Yeah, we will well, we'll have yeah, yeah. to see it about volume two or something. But um, yeah, no, it, it it is interesting to think about how Wanda uh and and vision are connect and that was one of the things coming into it you know you you were coming into it looking for vision and ultron i was coming into it looking for wanda i love the scarlet witch i got the Mm -hmm. i got the book on display here um big fan of wanda Maximoff uh and i love elizabeth olsen so this was this was big she didn't Mm -hmm. end up getting either of my performance or character i was close with performance um but i am going to give her my shot my favorite shot of the movie is after pietro dies and she mm. drops to her knees screaming and all the all the Boom. bots around her explode and she's like screaming on the ground like super fucking cool right. beautiful visual
1: last um, time we saw that happen which is in the future after this in wandavision she created wandavision mhm you know so yeah. Who's to say that something didn't, like, happen here, you know? Right, like the unleashing of moment. power here a little bit. Like, what—wait, what was the thing that—oh, co- Vision dying. Well, no. Yeah. What was what was her in the house? Like, she got to the house and then broke down and then boom. Like, what caused her to break down? Yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, it was supposed to be her and Vision's house.
1: So it was sort of uh, building up. It and is she got because to the of Vision. And, yeah. and she looks okay. down
0: at a hou- at the deed mm-hmm. to the house, and it says to grow old in.
1: Um, okay. So that one, that, I guess there's more thought behind that boom, that explosion. This one is more of just instant grief. Well, I guess. And okay. there
0: are there are interesting little flashes of that ability where, you know, she evacuates the town by that's controlling true. She just all controls,
1: yeah and then walks uh, everyone calmly like out yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. that was so like that's
0: it's an interesting little flash of that ability yet to come and i think mm-hmm. that i think what you can really dig into with the scarlet witch especially the mcu version of the scarlet witch is that her power is basically it basically compounds upon itself the deeper her emotions get, the more, the more grief she suffers, the more powerful mm. she becomes or the more powerful she's willing to let herself be, you know? Um, and I think it's really interesting to watch that evolution because this this baby shit compared to what she does later on in, in these movies. You know, I think mm-hmm. that, she's and I mean, at, reds on every level, fantastic on Literally. every level. Wanda's characterization, Elizabeth Olsen's performance of her, uh the abilities of Wanda, like all that shit is nowhere near the level it eventually is. And it's uh mm-hmm. that's one of the more exciting things about this project and watching the way the actors evolve, especially with an actress like Elizabeth Olsen, who is immensely talented. I mean, this was this was 2015. This is almost a decade ago now. Um, Ooh. And she's her most recent appearance was in a movie two years ago. So seven years in the MCU and kind of just, uh, just every wow. single time stepping it up. I think it's really impressive. And that, that leads me to another, one of my favorite scenes and I'm tempted. I was tempted to go with it. So Joe, would you end up going with your favorite scene? I want to, I wanted to hear it out.
1: I do like the, the visions, uh, that everyone has, um, more the second one whenever she invades the rest of the team not just Tony Mm -hmm. um but kind of like the aftermath it's kind of like the sad moment when they're all just in the jet and they're like holy shit we all we lost you know we're not used to losing it was either that or um the only scene that got me to cry which is why I was going to give Scarlett Johansson the performance was whenever they were at Hawkeye's house and it he got like Hulk gets out of the shower Um, and, and him and Nat have like a little conversation there and it's, you know, he's like, I can't have kids, you know, uh, you know, whatever, blah, blah. blah." And then she breaks down and is like, I, you know, that's my graduation ceremony. I can't do that. And like just her performance in that alone, I was like, holy shit. Like, I, like, I don't know. Like, I wasn't really invested in the movie Like, I I guess I was just watching it like normal, but that was like, it just took me like out of nowhere. I'm like, holy fuck. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm crying with her now. I'm like, what the fuck uh... is going on?
0: That's a really uh, heavy moment. And I think that it gets paid off big time in black widow, which is way too far down the line, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, we get, uh, one of my favorite, one of my favorite little things to do with this project is big actors in small roles. Um, mm. okay. Mid, uh, we get a, I mean, we got a few in this movie. We got the more obvious, who's a little bit more prevalent, Andy circus as mm-hmm. Ulysses claw, who does come back around in black Panther. Um, love Mm -hmm. andy circus to death so him being here and only only for about five minutes he's in one scene you know like it 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 qualifies for this Mm -hmm. project i would say but the more just jaw-dropping flooring appearance for me uh was madam b the the woman talking to scarlett johansson in her vision is played by julie delpy uh who is the lead actress in the before trilogy, which we just talked about the other day before sunrise, sunset oh. and midnight. Um Fantastic wow. actress made her, made, made her like breakthrough performance in a John Luke Goddard film is like one of the greatest directors of all time. Like she's mm. uh, like, so she's an artist. She is a, she is a fucking actress, you know? So whenever she pops up in this itty bitty role to never be seen again in age of Ultron, I was like, mm. I like kind of did a double take where I was like, is that fucking Damn. Julie Delphi?
1: Uh so Maybe like, they did uh, have plans. Maybe maybe they didn't want to wait as long uh to make the Black Widow movie as they did. Yeah. I, I'd uh, be willing to bet she was supposed to be a part
0: of the Black Widow movie. Now whether or not, you know, the by the time the Black Widow movie rolls around, I'd be willing to bet mm-hmm. Julie Delphi went I'm okay. You know, uh that that's kind of, that's kind of where my money's yeah. at. Pandemic
1: um, movie too. I guess, did they know at the time yeah, when they, they were filming? It
0: 2020. I guess it had filmed in 2019 and 2018 and stuff, but uh regardless, it's just, so that was just a bit like, I was just kind of like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Julie Delpy's in this movie. And so uh, that, that was, that was a nice little moment. Uh And there's another little pull through that. I don't think definitely not a big actor by no means a big actor but i'm having trouble remembering do you recall in captain america the winter soldier whenever the um what's his fuck the nazi the hydra agent who ends up being in civil war because he got Uh, yeah, this is for dropping a building on me that whole thing he fights yeah he puts a gun to the guy's head and is like do this and he goes i can't captain's orders Okay. Yeah. Is that the guy who's like fumbling at the end of the movie, controlling the the fucking
1: helicarrier? Like, like, well, he's it's all full, full, all topped off, all, yeah. all full, topped off, full. All of them, all. It's the there. It's full. good. It's yeah, ready. Like whatever. Yeah.
0: I feel like uh, it's the same guy. It might not be the same guy, but they have the same energy. Um. So I just thought that was if it is I the
2: same guy. I don't think
1: it's the same actor. But I think they're maybe trying to imply that I. I can't think of their faces right now. I'm trying. I can't think but, of the
0: face of the dude um, from the
1: Winter Soldier. I can absolutely see the guy
0: um, in this. Here, I'm going to find out. I'm going to find out real quick. But in the meantime... Oh, my God. I'm, yeah. Uh, I will go ahead and give another one uh, another one of my favorite scenes of the movie. And frankly, Vision's been getting a lot of love, so I think I'm going to change my scene from Vision waking up. Um, I'm going to go with Hawkeye. Given uh Wanda the pep talk. You know? That's a good one. It's a good scene. I love that, that scene. Whenever he's scene. like, here's okay. the thing, you can stay here and that's fine. This is another just like I like I said, I really like Hawkeye and the comic books, and I feel like they never kind of reach this level with him again. A fantastic Hawkeye scene and him kind of going, you know, yeah. it's okay if you don't want to fight. That's all right. You stay here, I'll send your brother, we'll get it figured out, and that'll be that. That's yeah. fine. You know, okay. but if you do want to fight, you fight to fucking kill. I don't have time to babysit you. We gotta fucking go. You know, mm-hmm. and then after that, it's her kind of exiting and fucking yeah. shit up for a second, you and step saving his ass. Door. door, you're an love.
1: avenger. After you know. that. You step out that door, you're an Avenger, and then he does it. You know, he gets ready. He's like, "All right, fuck shit, I'm he You know, goes to the door, just like you know. You're like, "Oh damn, that's pretty badass." Like, look at him, yeah, look at him go. Loved that and, shit. Yeah, get him. Thank you for switching your scene. I will gladly uh, take and swoop uh, Vision's birth uh, for good, mine good. and put it in there um, because yeah, no, I I like that a whole lot, and it gives me the clean Vision sweep uh, because my shot uh, will come from that scene as well. Whenever he does go in front of the the windows, um, and it's the first reflection, not not the close up one with his eyes, but the he's standing, and he puts his hand up, and you can see a faint reflection. It's kind of like a side view of what's going on. I think we're like half outside, half inside, um, but then you can still see his reflection. Um, I just thought I don't know was uh, was was very bad. What is Aaron? That, did you
0: Aaron Himmelstein is specialist. No, Cameron right. Klein in both. Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and Avengers Age of Ultron. No, I got it right. That was correct. Yep. That's actually crazy. Ooh, yeah. uh, no, I mean, I'm glad he really stood out for me in the Winter Soldier. I remember we even dedicated a little part of the conversation to him. So, like, that's, that's incredible. why he stood out. Uh, but uh, yeah, same guy. Same guy. guy. Same guy. Catch, man. That was a
2: great catch. Thank
1: you. I'm really, glad they gave him a pull through. Yeah. That's they incredible. The only only dude one. stood up. All yeah, right, dude guy, stood up to a. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. The ships are awful. I mean, they made him kind of look like a little, you know, he's trying, he's, he's trying a dweeb. to, he's a dweeb, yeah, But I, I think, I, I think it's kind of funny though, you know, like all these characters and all these heroes, they say their lines without stumbling whatsoever, but in reality, in the heat of the battle, you'd probably have some stumbles here and there, oh, yeah. you know, you'd probably uh, like, I don't know. It doesn't come out as clean. Jerry, but... you son of a bitch. <laughs> you kiss your mother with that mouth? Oh dude, the the constant cap. Yeah, Pretty just the, <laughs> uh the language, man. No, that's I I will say I think the humor in this one is actually handled way better than than most MCU humor. I don't um, agree it, with you. it's it, maybe it's lazy. It's a lot of the same stuff over and over and over again, but it's not like um it's not like in a super like a moment where something's supposed to land differently they they decide to do like a cop out joke or something where the timing just doesn't hit i think um there was literally only one of those for me
0: and it was ultrons you know mm. you know with the benefit of hindsight like i think that that's a yeah. little bit of an awkward placing for that uh but besides that i agree I think that the, uh, I think that the comedy works. Uh, I don't love that Captain America is the butt of every joke he's a part of. I don't think that that's, yeah. I, I think that Whedon's insistence on Cap being a bitch, uh, comes through, uh, quite a bit. Uh, even so though I think he does a lot to rectify his perception of Cap and the way he portrays him. I think that the speeches that Cap gives and the sort of, uh, you know, uh, if you, if you if they hurt you, hurt them back. They yeah. kill you, walk it off.
1: Uh <laughs> Goofy right. shit, but I dig it. I dig it. Damn. It's fun. stuff. Caps uh, orders. Um. Yeah, that and caps orders. That guy, he tried to try to do his part. Um. I guess sure. he he was he was doing his part. The line landing wasn't the important part. You know, they getting everyone off of the the city that is now a meteor. Um, would be the, the I'd say, the most pressing problem. Pretty scary okay. idea there.
2: Uh, Can I bring something
1: up that's just kind
2: of just eating at me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did the end of the movie, like, right when it climaxed and then, like, they blow up the island, did the end of the movie seem kind of mid for, like, the ending of an Avengers movie?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm that's with
2: you. the only problem, that's the only reason why I, I placed this movie out of all the Avengers at about you know a three or a four? Mm-hmm. It's down on the list for me because it's just it, they built it up, and I'm not gonna lie, built up. The build up is very, very good. It's very good, and then the the climax and and how everything resolved was just kind of like oh okay, mm-hmm. that was cool. That's it. it it's that's a lot
1: work. of you have to do a lot of work on your part. Like you have to realize what's happening you have to realize that the big ai enemy was defeated and now they're going to have this conversation afterwards which is it's very you know they just blew a city up and then now it's just you know one last little straggler robot that vision's going to take care of have a conversation with and that
2: was kind of cool but like um, the problem that they had had the meteor falling down i felt like they could have maybe done something different to have a better resolution. Someone should that have died. Yeah, I think
1: no, someone yeah. should have had to die I mean, then, to blow Other than
2: uh, uh, brother, other than him. True, but yeah, I mean, like, we they didn't even know full. him that much to even like really give a shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he was just introduced, and he, the dude's already dead. Yeah, and it's just there's no relation to it. There's there's no there's no to me there was no emotions behind him. Exactly. I, like, frankly. very good.
0: Hawkeye should have died. Yeah. Uh, yeah, frankly, that's who should have died in this movie. They build it up the whole fucking time like he's going to be the one who does die. So the you didn't hmm. see that coming, you know. Like yeah. it, it works. It's it's a good little twist, and I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a fucking mockery that they fumble Aaron Taylor Johnson as Quicksilver like this. Could have been such a great fucking character. It was uh, bad.
1: You know, uh, as a speedster, the action
2: effects it was just kind of. Like those 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 uh, CGI effects whenever he would run, yeah, just
1: the speed didn't waves win. or whatever it
2: doesn't it doesn't show me that he's moving fast. In in my opinion,
0: until they actually, where, like, out deer, actually like they're kind of he like slides in. He like slides into frame and he like slides turns his in,
1: like just as slow as anybody else would in that position. And I don't yeah. know, just seem. Now, as as someone who is, you know, a speedster and who has ran in front of a train and cleared all the civilians out of the path uh, coming into a train, you know, why wouldn't he just move Hawkeye ten feet to the left? Well, also,
0: um, they literally show Hawkeye shoot a bullet in front of his face and him watch it. Uh-huh
1: bullet time yeah he yeah. could like yes, he, 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 is,
0: can... he is faster than bullets mm-hmm. they
2: fumbled that that whole scene they fumbled the in my opinion
0: gets killed by
1: yeah. um
0: now i'm not usually one to harp on logic in a superhero film doesn't like that's that's not going to get you anywhere It's a superhero film the it's that. one death though. but that's the thing is that they quite if you if you contradict yourself as hard as that hard to ignore you know like that's uh it's hard to ignore mm-hmm. it's you, you very blatantly showed us that he is faster than bullets, and then he is killed
1: by bullets minutes later. I guess um, they're coming out of a jet, so maybe these bullets are faster than yeah, a gun. Faster, but even like, faster. I don't know. Come on, that's like a speed. The the only death, like, and the death wasn't. It was just to save Hawkeye and the kid. It wasn't for the entire um, city or you know whatever. It was it was. You know, he was
0: over there.
1: His
2: mom went to yeah. the, the freaking lifeboat and he didn't. That's his
1: problem. Honest, honestly, his problem. we could blame it on... Leave him could, over there. We could blame it on the kid. You little uh, shit. Yeah, I'd but, blame it on the mom. Yeah, that's a horrible mom. Honestly, to leave your kid. I guess there's a lot of chaos We were in around, the market!
2: But... CPS should have been called hours ago for that we, yeah,
1: Like We were in the market. You mean you were over him at yeah, one point? I think point? when they land, I think maybe... They don't have custody over that child anymore. No. If that's known, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe they lose that's custody. Not even on Earth
2: anymore. That's in the air. That's that's not even – that's a separate country.
1: Man, I think mm-hmm. maybe what could have made the end hit a little bit more is if it wasn't a surprise that Ultron was going to lift a city and then kaboom the planet. Like his goal was extinction, and that was clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but it was it was kind of like uh yeah he just turned the city into a or it's it's lifting and then they realized oh it, it then it's set to flip and then speed up and then hit you know sort of thing and
0: i will okay i just remembered some jokes that did not land for me uh some he's right behind me isn't he asked jokes you know uh the mm-hmm. whenever roadie is like war machine coming at you and then uh vision comes through and suns all of the fucking robots and then he goes he, okay yeah. what you know like it's just like hey, welcome to the fucking party buddy yeah this guy's been flying around he, he he's a fucking robot he, he like i don't know just didn't work for me it is what it is i i thought that <laughs> mm-hmm. i just thought it was a little goofy uh but i will my issue with the ending isn't particularly the stakes i think the stakes are there i think they're pretty high i think that i feel them and i think that they they're doing it's the fact that there are so many moments that feel like the end of the conflict and then the conflict keeps going uh when hulk does whack the shit out of ultron after he says you know uh with the benefit of hindsight you know mm-hmm. we then see ultron flying a Quinjet away. Hulk has to go and throw him out. That also happens before the island starts to collapse. That, like, it, it, and the island starts to collapse, and they they blow it up, and you're like, okay, thank God. Then Iron Man has to navigate through it, and it's like, oh, okay, so this is still going. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, for a movie with so much, like, so much of that, I do wish that either the solution was straight up vaporizing the island, <sighs> does not exist. There's no debris. There's nothing. But that affects civil war with the Sokovia Accords and the destruction that was done, et cetera, et cetera. I wish that the actual end of this movie would have kind of led us a little bit more into civil war versus kind of feeling like the conflict of civil war comes out of nowhere.
2: That's what um, I, was thinking I think. I think after this movie, I think, I don't know. I feel like the, some of the plot in this movie, if it wasn't to make vision a character and be bored at the end of the movie I think it would have turned into Civil War, like, you know, kind of the beginning of the movie, you know, Tony Stark doing this shit, gets everybody pissed off, and then they split into teams, Civil War. I yeah. think they could have mixed that up, and then they could have put, um uh instead of Civil War after this movie, they could have put Ultron after Civil War, and then, you know, once that meteors all the way up in space, they get, like, I don't know a little hint of fanouts or something, or it something to do a little bit more later in the in the story and in the plot. It's just yeah. going off the visions because you really had to know the story. Like because back in the day when I watched this and the visions that I saw from uh, uh, from Thor and uh, Tony Stark, I had no clue what they meant.
0: Yeah, no, no clue but nobody what they did, meant. and that it's is fun. part that that is part of it. You know, they are it's still they trying fun. to do the the big connected, like they are trying to allude to something to come. And I think that they do that in a really interesting and compelling way. You know, I think that there's, it's fascinating to think about that. Infinity war is the next Avengers movie.
2: After. Whoa. Civil war? Wait,
1: civil war is not in a, it's a, a captain America, America movie. movie. So it, yeah. operates, <laughs> yeah,
0: it operates. It yeah. operates as a. Exactly. Two and like, a half. You mm-hmm. know, like, it is an Avengers I mean, it's not, movie. It's
2: Jackass it 2.5. You know, it's yeah, not exactly. Actual, exactly. Actual bullshit, dude. No yeah. wonder I didn't even watch the full movie of Silver War. Yeah, exactly. Damn.
0: No, so, that's why it's like... Mm-hmm. The, the idea that the next Avengers movie is Infinity War is insane. Like, and it kind it's of... Weird. I'm not gonna lie. They've done some cool shit building up... Thanos? Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: They
0: have. did a really We're good job three of movies. We're talking yeah. three movies they've done anything to build that motherfucker up.
1: Mhm. Yeah. yeah. It's not like, well, it doesn't only take an Avengers movie to build Thanos up cuz they 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 put some other drops no. in, right? I this know. is the last? Is this the last like him saying "Fine, I'll do it myself." Is the last time that, like, we get any Thanos seeds until he shows until up. Until
0: the Ragnarok post credit scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Whoa. Wow. So I'm
0: saying, yeah, we got Thanos in, uh, you know, the scene in The Avengers. We get a little bit of something in Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. We get a little bit of something in this. Mm-hmm. The more interesting thing they've been building up are the Infinity Stones. The connectivity yeah, I was in connected. that is much is much more interesting than the build up of Thanos. They don't do a lot to build up Thanos. We just no, know kind of thinking. You all you
2: knew was uh, pretty much the cutscene. I don't remember exactly which Avengers one it was. I think I want to call it the first one. Is whenever Loki was talking to Thanos himself, but. Yeah. Other than that, you didn't really hear a whole lot about it. But I also have another question. In one of the visions, I believe it was Thor's, it had shown, it didn't show the gauntlet, but it showed like all four, like there was four stones already set up in, in the pattern that it goes on the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. What was the one that was missing?
1: Because there's one that goes through the thumb,
2: correct? Or, or, the, or yeah. it comes, uh, there was two that was missing then?
1: The... Correct? big one that goes in the middle that's the mind stone i that's, believe okay, so, that's so main that main one stone. was that one was missing um but what other one was missing was it it had to have thumb, been the time stone right the thumb was missing um, hadn't been time
0: time stone right
2: because well, uh, yeah um, i mean like the
0: color will help us if the if it's the green one that's missing it's the I, yeah i can't
2: remember i didn't i don't remember that's why i asked you guys but I, if i had to guess it would be the time stone because it's in new york city with uh Dr. Strange didn't have it at that point, but um, timeline-wise, that's when it gets dicey. But um, I, I want to say uh, someone... Uh,
1: okay, the Time and, Stone is not there. Um, the, was right. the Space Stone, Reality Stone, Power Stone, and... Soul? Maybe that actually is the Mind Stone. Uh, is the Mind Stone not the big one? I think that's so the la- he takes out a Vision's head, and then it's the fucking huge one, right? That goes in, like, the circle, the, the big, big circle. Because it's the, the little... last
2: one. Yeah, it's the last one.
1: I've always
0: yeah, thought bad. it was a little goofy. Um, the, the, the Mind Stone actually isn't that much bigger than the rest of them. I think there's some sort of warping that happens uh, when for they sure. put it on its block for, for scaling. Sure.
1: Yeah, <laughs> because, <laughs> like, well, we we see just, like, the little outline of it on vision's forehead but it's actually oh, like really he, he like there. he goes yeah. in his head you know he like really yeah. digs it out of there that's your whole um, no then I mean, it's but, probably the soul stone yeah maybe um, that is the soul stone but it kind of doesn't
0: i mean it works that way you know if thor thor has the interaction with thanos right after he gets the time stone right before he gets the mind stone those would be the last two Mm, you know, true. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. That does
0: make sense. It that is mine. It sense. is
1: from the time stone and then to mine stone. And maybe,
2: maybe for that stone to actually expand and be bigger on the gauntlet.
1: Yeah, what is you bad? have Why to have
2: is you have to have all the stones together in order for that to happen. Yeah, that and is kind of yeah. interesting. I've, uh,
0: I I don't know that it. Like, I'm again going with movie magic here. I think it's a scaling sure. thing. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think it's a. I don't think it's a literally bigger stone. I think they just whenever oh. it goes into his gauntlet, it's a bigger stone.
1: It just yeah. looks like it because of the decorations around it, like the outline like if you just look at the actual gauntlet, like a picture of it, it's like the decorations around the mind stone that really makes it look big but if you mm-hmm. if you just compare the stones, they all they look the same um gotcha. they're all they're all pretty much exactly the same though, gotcha but. are there are there any favorites left to give out? Um, I believe it is just one you're shot. on mute again. Um, just a shot, uh, I think, I, yeah, I said, yeah, yeah, I think um, it's just
2: shot the mm-hmm. uh, favorite shot. What and is that? Is movie?
1: it? Um,
2: mine is uh, <laughs> it's kind of so It's so small compared to every single scene of the movie, but when I saw it, I was just like, God, he's a badass, you know. So, whenever uh, clear sevens they're split in one. And the dude just splits it with his fucking hand. That was yeah. the most badass shit I've ever seen, bro. And when I was, I was like, so cool.
0: When I was fifteen, watching this in a movie theater, this made me feel so fucking bad about myself. <laughs>
1: like <laughs> I him was in like, that shirt, dude. Oh my <laughs> that god! That shirt, like, Jesus holy fucking
0: Christ! Christ. I that mean, holy brutal. shit! <laughs> I went home and I worked out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, that shirt yeah, was hurting, bro. I think he was screaming. I think it was.
1: He was always yeah. nipping too. I he think it was he was kind of nipping, um, going around. But wow, no, he did look massive. Did you uh, say
2: your favorite line,
0: Coro?
1: Um,
0: oh, I don't think I did. I don't think no, I've I don't said think it. You did. No, I
2: think no. the only line you said was the same one as mine, but you said it earlier, and it was just for an yeah. example yeah gotcha yeah, yeah no there's there's right. a
0: few there's a few good ones i love the classic ultron introductory line i love his uh i i had strings but now i'm
1: I free he's free. so like oh that's that's why i almost did oh, go with him for I'm performance free. because like no he's ominous, he does Do ominous, ominous job, shit but yeah.
0: uh freaky freaky motherfucker right there mm-hmm. to be sure uh,
2: voice is just very distinct so that was such yeah.
0: a good that's, the, voice, in my that's the fucking lizard king yeah. Okay. Uh um,
1: fucking lizard. Yeah. That, I mean, what a dude just yeah. kind of, I don't know. He always has just a, a weird, just a weird vibe. Distinct, vibe guy.
2: Just a distinctive voice on him. You don't even have to put a face on him to know. It's just like, <laughs> this dude creeps me out. <laughs> no, for sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: But the other, the other line, which was less just indicative of this movie and more, I thought it was a good moment for Steve and a movie where Joss Whedon does not love Steve Rogers. So it's just kind of like every once in a while, you can't help but acknowledge the kind of guy Steve is, you know, Uh, he says uh, every time someone tries to end a war before it starts, innocent people die every time. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a, it's a great fucking line and it, it, it goes exactly in line with everything that cap has been about this entire fucking show uh this entire fucking series and just really really again just really gets the character and i love that character and in a movie where he doesn't get a ton to deal with i don't think i think that that does a good job so i really like that one but uh mm-hmm. if that's it do we think we're ready for a rating
1: i think yeah, we are there i think so too yeah
0: all I right then before we there. get to that i'm going to go ahead and do our plugs uh if you would Go ahead and head to YouTube. We're on video now, baby. You can see us. You can see us talking. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Over on Penny Bloom Podcast, over on YouTube, you can subscribe, like, comment. Uh, hit us up with any thoughts you might have. We're, we're happy to re- to respond either there or if we get the opportunity in a timely fashion, on video. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, And you could probably also find us on video on TikTok, at Penny Bloom, Pod, or at Penny Bloom Podcast. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun making those TikToks. Uh, I have a lot of uh, a lot of fun editing them, and it's uh, it's a great time. Head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Uh, head to patreon.com slash Penny Bloom Pod, where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, all sorts of book reviews, comic book reviews, movie reviews, and the like. For $3 a month, you can support the podcast financially, which is huge because it costs me money, and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. Um, yeah, I think that's it. And with that, we can go ahead and get into a rating. So the rating section is pretty simple. Um, we've made it much more simple. Peyton, you're you're new to the pod, so you don't know exactly the history mm. that we've got on us. We've we've worked hard to reach this simple of a point. And even okay. then, it's not that simple. So we've got an enjoyment rating, which is just a personal. How much you're digging the movie, how much you like it, how much it resonates with you, uh, how you feel about it, how it makes you feel. The other one is the critical rating. And the critical rating is how good of a movie it is. We try to, the way we describe it is that the first one is a little bit more subjective. The second one is a little bit more objective. Now, when it comes to critical rating of movies, none of it is objective. We know this. It's art. It is what it is. However, we try to approach it from a little bit less of a biased standpoint for the critical rating. And when we take a critical rating, we think about performances. We think about cinematography. We think about the score. We think about the writing, the editing, etc. All things that make a movie good or bad. Okay. We sum that up into a number. Mm. We try our best. So... We will begin, per your request, by giving our enjoyment rating first, and then we'll go to you for both your enjoyment and critical. So this will probably be a little bit of a thing, if I had to guess, Peyton. Uh, Because I like the movie. I like the movie. As far as my understanding of it, you love the movie.
1: Joe. Joe. I thought I was going to, you know. That's the thing is that I wanted to come out the other side and be like, "This is my favorite Avengers movie that there is." There's no question about it, but there's some questions that I have uh, about it. I mean, there I, there's no beating Infinity War in game. It's kind of like unfair, uh, like when you compare the rest of them. Um, I, I still love this movie. Like for, I, I love it just for. Um, Ultron and In Vision, uh, but uh, the the team kind of lacks. Um, as far as like Avengers movies go, it's not not quite the team you want. When Hawkeye is by far the most interesting character on the team. Something's no offense to wrong. Hawkeye, but something's yeah gone wrong somewhere something, down something, the line. Something's there's a disconnect. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah. that's uh. I don't... You know, on my my letterbox, on on our... Yeah, where did it rank? What was
0: this? Movie number 50...
1: This is... I have 58 on the list.
0: 58th movie Um, in this
1: project. Um, mm -hmm. And the first Avengers movie, I have at 17. Um, I put this one... I still have it above it, but barely. Uh, I put it at 15 mm -hmm. um, for me. Um, So... I don't know. I, I maybe my expectations were just very, very high for this and then I watched it and it and it wasn't the movie I thought that it was. But I still I, I don't want to say that I had a bad time. I mean it's still fifteen out of fifty eight. It's pretty high up there. It's up almost there. top ten.
0: And that's um, uh that's but, not far off from where I have it. I have it at sixteen. I have it at sixteen out of fifty eight. Mm-hmm. And that's uh that's a few spots above the Avengers, the first Avengers movie for me is actually at 25. So it's almost 10 okay. full spots above it. Uh, the closest one is the first Thor movie, and the first Thor is at uh, 20. So it's just a few spots below it. Uh, so it 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 ranks pretty nicely among the MCU. You know, I've got Guardians above it. I've got mm-hmm. both of the first Captain America movies, Iron mm-hmm. Man 3, mm-hmm. um,
1: and then this. So it's top five MCU right now. Um, yeah. Okay, I just have Iron Man above it. would be the only addition from yours. just, just um, the first one. yeah, I have Iron Man one and three um uh, so he
0: has all the same ones as me, plus Iron Man I think is yes. what he's saying, right yes guess, yeah. yeah 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 yeah,
1: but Does yeah I, thought, a... I mean initially, uh, I thought this was gonna be like top ten easy, no question about it um but the movie i i i they're usually when a movie is heralded as like bad or like the audience doesn't like it for some reason, usually it does come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that it's, it's a bad movie. It is just that it is kind of the same everywhere.
0: Yeah. Um, it's a, it's and, a middling. It's just a, it's just an all right movie. It's just, it's solid. I, 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 I genuinely think it's better than the first Avengers. I do. I yeah. think that it's, I think mm-hmm. on pretty much every front, it's a better movie yeah. except maybe the villain because Loki is just Loki, but that's true. That's, it's tough to beat. And even then, I think Ultron is every bit as menacing. Uh but w- yeah. how do you quantify that enjoyment-wise? On a scale of 1 to 10, how do you quantify that on a personal note?
1: Hmm. I would say well, The First Avengers we gave 8 and 8.25. So if that is I think I am I am enjoying this one more. Um Damn, we gave the first Avengers an 825. hmm you're, th- you're not there, you're no, not even there. I'm not there. Oh.
0: Avengers, uh, Avengers on a personal note isn't even an eight. Okay, that'd so. be the Watchmen
1: and Batman Returns and
0: X-Men. My gut, enjoyment wise, did take me to an eight for this movie. Uh eight ceiling. Uh I, I like it. It's solid. I don't think it'll do that well on the critical side of things. But I do, I do enjoy it a great deal. I think that the way it plays with tone is really fun. I like the horror angle it kind of takes. I think that it, it livens the movie up. Mm. Um, so I like it. I like it. So I, frankly, with the re rating, which we is inevitable, some of this will change. Oh,
1: so where I forgot about that. We did. We haven't actually, we haven't
0: formally done our re rating. Um, I did do a little, I did the side thing with our personals. We did, we did, for those who are not in the know, we did a blind re-rating where we both separately re-rated our entire catalog of movies. Um, In a little
2: bit unbiased, stricter way.
0: Yes, exactly. Where we're not working together to find a middle ground. We go ahead and tell each other exactly how we feel, gut feeling. And what I did, I did this on my own. I'm not even sure if this is going to end up being the way we do it is I just took the average of those and I put it to the side. Um,
1: oh, would you look at that? I didn't know that existed until right now.
0: I just um. did that on my own. That's just the enjoyment ratings. I just had a good little time was like, I wanted to see, cause I feel like that's the most as the most fair way. If we want to go forward, do our own ratings and then just take an average, it would be simple. It wouldn't take a lot of deliberation. It would just be that. But, um, with that I can't even remember what I gave the Avengers on my personal re rating. Can you tell me? A six
1: seven five. Um that's about right. There. That's about right. I'm um, um, much more loving of a of a critic, I guess. I gave it an eight seven five. <clears throat> um so yeah, two two whole points above so-
0: but to split um, it, it would have landed at seven seven
1: five. Seven seven five, yes. And then, which would make an eight for this, actually makes sense. And what? which is where
0: my gut took me. So I'm um, like, you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things, I'm like, you know what? There's there is a logic to
1: my madness. So uh, I'm like, uh, I like an eight. I do kind of like an eight? an eight. Sounds right. Like not comparing it to any other movie, an eight sounds right. And then yeah. whenever we do compare it to the previous Avengers, if we were to change and go with the 775 I would just give it that extra little bump. So I, I think and that's two. the thing
0: is that w- that's why our system right now it has holes, you know, cuz if if we were going off Avengers being an 825 I'd make this an 85 which doesn't feel right to me. That feels high. Um feels extremely high. So yeah. I'm cool with an 8. I'm cool with an 8 if you are cool with an 8.
1: Yeah. I'm cool with an 8. All right. All right. Then
0: Peyton how are you feeling on a scale of 1 to 10, just enjoyment-wise? How's this movie sitting with you?
2: So, going back through it, I had a couple different reasons on why I picked the number that I did. Um, you know, uh, I looked at this movie kind of more of a stepping stone into Infinity War and Endgame. Um, I thought the ending was kind of subpar, like I had said prior uh, and so I put it at a, a. This number stood out to me is a seven point
1: three two five. So wow, very specific there. Uh, yeah, we used yep. to go that hard. We did. Uh, we used to, um, and then and then yeah, we simplified. I, but... I was just going to do
2: a seven point. Three five or or like a three zero. I just don't know why it just this this number just had to it just it just had to happen in my mind. I All dig right.
0: it. No, and sometimes that's how it be. So yeah. I, I appreciate that logic there. Seven point three two. Okay, and see we were we were nicer than that. We were we were north of mm-hmm. that. Um, uh, so how does that number affect your critical number? How do you feel on a scale of one to ten just how good this movie is?
2: So the, I, I would say with the critical rating, based off of like performance, you just said it's based off performance and um, writing and, and like all that.
0: Just all that makes a movie good or bad, you know, because you can love a bad movie and you can hate a good movie. So I feel like there's a, we try to focus on the the good or bad part versus the love or hate part when it comes to. Yeah. Yeah. I agree.
2: Yeah. He just, okay.
0: Um, well, honestly I
2: would say just a good, uh, seven, one, two, five. five. All
0: right. Let's see. Let's see what that ends up giving you.
1: Seven. A little more complicated. More complicated. Sorry. Thing it's just, yeah, I just yeah. Yeah. I had to. My hey, brain not allow me. I love That it. was Do was not, do not
2: apologize. Do you know.
0: uh, your rating for this movie would ultimately culminate in a 72, a 7.2%. 7. And uh, that
2: sits very well with me. I'm very,
0: I'm
2: very good. I love it.
0: I love it. Yeah. My final number probably wouldn't be far from that. Critically, I'm not nearly as high on this as I am enjoyment wise. I, I I do put it a step down. Um. By, I mean here here's some stuff I will say. I think it is a more interesting movie to look at on the whole than the Avengers. I think that the Avengers, uh, there are big moments that have really cool visual effects, but I think the visual effects in this movie are pretty much fucking seamless. It's kind of unbelievable how good the visual effects in this movie are. Um my issues start to come in with direction and performance. I think that like we said earlier, the performances are flat as hell. There's there's no there's hardly any differentiating between character through performance. Um everyone tries tries their best within what they're given and I think that's a result of writing and direction. I think that there's I can't remember what movie it was we were discussing. It might have been Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy is a really good comedic movie.
2: Love it. My and absolute every,
0: favorite. Same here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Love that Absolutely. movie. And the reason the comedy in that movie works is because every joke told comes from the right person. Every right. joke told it, mm, is, is it, in character for that person to see. Everything fits. So Exactly. So okay, okay, this I'm, movie, kind of, I'm, I'm kind of
2: curious. I'm sorry to jump in, but what were okay. your guys' ratings for Guardians of the Galaxy, if you don't mind me asking?
0: Uh, uh, we right. gave it a 10 enjoyment. Uh, that's That was a 10 out of 10. Um, and then I can't remember critically. You probably
1: have it right in front of you. 8. 5. 8. Um, 5, okay. 8.5. 8.5. So, okay. 85. That is the highest MCU movie. Um, yeah, the best best MCU. Movie. Uh, oh, in you the know what?
2: I, it's my favorite movie, and maybe I'm just being strict. But it was a good nine seven two five
0: for enjoyment. <laughs> okay. I love it. And,
2: and the critical thinking for it, or not the critical thinking, the critical rating for it was definitely eight five plus to me. Okay, cool. I absolutely cool. love page. that. Movie.
0: Absolutely, no, I am the there. I am there, man. But it, it, to go back to what I was saying. The the reason some of the comedy works, and, and it this this applies to other other movies in the MCU. The Guardians of the Galaxy is just a really good example of it. Um, the movies all sound like they're coming from the 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 jokes sound like they're all coming from the same joke writer, right? You yes. know, they all sound like someone's perspective getting funneled through right. multiple characters. I um, totally agree
2: with that. That that is that is a very good point.
0: And that does end up affecting it negatively for me. I -hmm. think that, and like, I'm not one to be like comedy. Oh, we need to take this serious. We absolutely do not. You know, that's why I enjoy the movie. That's why it's an eight. That's why I think it is fun because the jokes are funny. Most of the time, I just do think that it ends up affecting it negatively in the long run. Um,
1: Whenever we have guardians, like as an example already, and you see what just great, I mean, like, almost perfect character work can do. We have never met any of these characters before in the MCU, and you love almost every single one of them mm-hmm. by the end of the movie.
2: They and... all it, it all, seem, they all seem to have, like, a different sense of humor. And you mm-hmm. can tell they because of...
1: Personalities. There's a, yes. a deep, like, deep, deep... Um... Uniqueness.
2: Yeah, yes. everyone
1: has their own stuff. And I don't see and... any of that
2: in Ultron. Yeah, this
1: whatsoever. movie, we have characters... That like, we only dead. that are huge, yeah. like hugely known characters that we do know their pasts. We kn- we all of that is known already, um, and so like Guardians is almost more impressive in the sense that it had to get you to know those characters, and maybe that lends you to just build more personality moments into the writing. You know, you need to kn- get to know the characters in the first to place, build.
0: but. Build on that, like getting introduced to characters and coming to know them and love them by the end of the movie. Oh, you don't love Wanda by the end of this movie. You know, she's Mm -hmm. cool, you know, but you don't love her. You don't feel much when Pietro dies. You know, vision might be the only one that you think. And again, I also wouldn't describe that as like, and you know, that's a little bit of a hack. He gets introduced in like the beginning of the third act and it's just kind of the end of the movie. So it's a little bit, a little different there. Um, Mm-hmm. But you know like there's no new introduction here that you feel resonates on any level near what the uh, what the guardians uh does and obviously you know we're talking supporting characters versus main characters it's a it, there's a lot going on there but uh I think the point stands and ultimately that takes it sub 7 for me.
1: Okay. I think I yeah that. the first Avengers movie we gave a 7.25 um, and I, I think I was already kind of south of the first one. Um, I think the
0: first Avengers movie is better written than this.
1: And better. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I think just visually, it just looks, this This one just looks better. Like the Hulk looks amazing. I'm not going to, like, I, I, they've always crushed the Hulk, like in the, the Hulk, MCU. Uh, I um, will
0: say this. This is a personal preference thing. I think the Hulk looks incredible in terms of realism and just his presence looks incredibly real. Nowhere near green enough for me in this.
1: He's more like red. Like he, a he brownish. Was, it's weird. Yeah, well, and he was taken over by Wanda whenever he was going through the city. So True. that there was supposed to be red in there. Um but you're still right. Like even you're when even he's just been away him's normal winter. self. Yeah. You know, it's,
0: like, give me a vibrant green. fucking green, man. That's that's my boy. But that, that's, again, just a preference thing, as far as the effects mm-hmm. on him, and again, the effects throughout the movie, they're fucking good. Uh I I the yeah. only one that you could even begin to kind of harp on. And you guys said you didn't really like it. I kind of enjoy it, or the little, the wiggly woos behind uh, Pietro when he runs. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I
1: feel, I feel the like wiggly woos. <laughs> we have an example of um, Quicksilver in previous X-Men movies where you don't have those and it's done so much better. Those scenes are so much better. Like yeah, it's crazy really how much that, better speed is done in those movies. And then here it's like, it's kind of like, I don't know. You wouldn't I think they're kind it. of I think they're kind of painted into a
0: corner because of the Foxman Quicksilver. Um Like they had to do something different. I don't think they can copy that, you know, without it being like mm-hmm. And it, frankly, there is a better there's a better speedster later on in the MCU as well. Makari and the Eternals. Yeah. Far cooler. Um Ooh,
1: but that's, done well. But
0: I would still put this above, say Ezra Miller's flash and the justice league movies or, and specifically the flash terrible looks awful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know
1: what's going on there, man. The yeah. I just, but so, so
0: that's to say like, ultimately I think there's worse. I do think there's better, but that is the place of visual effects wise where I could see you making an argument for like, uh, well, there's this mm-hmm. one thing, you know? Um, okay. But uh, I, I do think it takes me sub seven. Personally, six
1: seven five sits right with me. Um, yeah, that's the first. That's Thor. Um, Thor one, Spider Man three, and Batman Returns are all at a, a six seven five. Um, so if you can group all those three movies together, um, and yeah, probably, it probably makes the Avengers. I
0: might, you know, I might uh, even no. make that. That might yeah. even make this a six five. Personally, I think that um, that's still the Amazing
1: Spider Man two. That actually. I kind of like that, where it's like yeah. The Amazing Spider-Man 2. It's like surprisingly visually stunning. gorgeous. Uh, uh, little, the performances are actually pretty good yeah, uh, yeah. For, for what characters are given. I think that's actually a pretty comparable movie here. Yeah, um, hold
0: on. Uh, We're about to reach the conclusion that The Amazing Spider-Man 2 might be a better movie. <laughs> I'm like, it's a great looking movie uh the performances do stand head and shoulders above the performances in this movie uh i do think the that movie's overstuffed which is a much harder thing to overcome than what this movie has mm. like this movie just doesn't uh it it it's it's very level but i would say it's it's operating at a decently high level you know it's mm-hmm. not like it's it's not like it's Oh, this is shit the whole fucking time. No, it's solid the whole time. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man Two has this up and down thing that I uh, that gives you this unsteady, mm-hmm. not sure how I'd you feel st- about it thing. I I'd say, say I, I like even footing. I like even footing.
1: Yeah, I do because putting it on the same level as Thor is. I don't know. I don't know if I could. Um, I
0: think Thor's going for something
1: much more interesting than this movie. Yeah. I like the top because 625, that's the Donner cut. I think this is better made than the Donner cut. It's north um, of that. So, but I like a 65. I like, I like, I think that's a comparable movie there. All right. And what's that bring so, our total to? It would be a 7 flat. 7 um, flat. Mm hmm. Um, 7 just... out of 10. And you know
0: what? I ain't going to lie to you. On Letterboxd. I had this bad boy at a three point five out of five. So that's a seven out of ten. That's a seven out of ten,
1: baby. Would you, uh, look, at would you look at that?
0: Would you look at that? Would you look at that? On our list, bad?
1: a seven out of ten would be twenty ninth. Um, interest out out of everything. It is right below Spider Man Three. Um, that's a seven oh eight. So barely barely below, but it is below Spider Man Three, Batman Returns, The Amazing Spider Man Two. The Wolverine, Thor, all those. But above the Incredible mm-hmm. Hulk, Superman the Donner Cut, Thor the Dark World, Batman Forever are the ones kind of right tracks, below it. Tracks. So I think um, it's
0: it's it's good. It's, it's twenty nine ends up like smack dab in the middle, right? That's twenty nine under
2: it's mid, like I had said. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's it is good. straight up okay. mid right now. <laughs> it's literally uh,
0: mid. But yeah, with that. We will conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom podcast, and I will thank you all once again for listening. Um, if you would come on back this Friday for Ant-Man, uh, this is our first edition with Paul Rudd. I'm so very excited. I enjoy that movie a great deal, and mm. I, I cannot wait. Uh, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And thank you, Peyton Size, for joining us for the very first time, and hopefully not the last no sir thank Thank you man. man appreciate it hey no problem and uh remember peace love and bloom and you didn't see that coming